So this has been a week of designing, building, testing, winning and losing, opportunities and laughter, and, well, a great deal of photography thrown in for good measure. I'm Paul, and this is the Mastering Portrait Photography Podcast. So here is the brief, design and build a portable, a portable stand that can hold a panel of 20 by 16 prints, that's 20 images for judging. The shelves must be absolutely perfectly aligned, hold the 10 kilos, yep, that's what you heard, 10 kilos that a qualifications panel can weigh, have no distractions, such as clamps that would distract from the judging, must be quick to set up and take down, must be modular, must fit into an estate car, and it mustn't cost the earth either. Wow, some brief. And I've loved it. It's been absolutely amazing this week. I'm not sure uh, that being chair of qualifications and awards included this particular task in the job description, uh, but it needed doing. And to be honest, I had a blast. It took me right back to my first degree, which was in industrial design. I wasn't a great industrial designer, I will admit it. I was very, very good at making things look great in two dimensions. But when it came to three dimensions, not so much, really. Uh, My skill, it turned out, was taking something that was, you know, average looking in 3D and making it look great in 2D. Uh, Hence the fact, (laughs) probably now I'm a photographer, but I've spent the week, or a couple of weeks actually, tapping the pencil on my teeth, uh, diving into 3D software, double-checking sizes, measurements. I do not know. I do not know how many times I have calculated in millimetres how much space you need for 10 20 by 16 images. So 20 imi- twenty inch prints on the long edge laid out horizontally in millimetres with a gap in between. It turns out you need 5.2 metres minimum. So that's the size of the stand. But I do not know how many times I have double, triple, quadruple checked that. Uh, because frankly, if you don't, that's where mistakes happen. I still remember, I still remember my woodwork teacher at school saying, you measure twice, you cut it once. And that's how you avoid cocking things up. Uh, the first prototype worked. Um, I've figured out a way of finding the, the best materials for this, the best way of doing it so that we can adjust things later. I looked at every option of a pre-built exhibition stand or any of those things but in the end budget won out and we need it to be able to pack up really quite small it's got to fit into an estate car uh, when it's uh, taken to pieces but when it's up it's got to look slick it's got to look sharp it's got to look smart uh, it's got to look absolutely pristine so that when the judges are looking at the panel the work that a photographer has put together they can appreciate it in exactly the way the photographer intended No more wobbly shelves, no Velcro on the back of prints, just two rows of perfectly aligned prints for the judges to assess. And these details really do matter because when it comes to doing a a qualifications panel at any level, it's a vast expense. Even the prints, if you assume, I don't know, £10, let's assume 10 quid per image in amount printed, that's still 200 quid. Um, plus the fees of entering, plus the effort and the pride that goes into these things, well, it deserves to be hung properly or deserves to be displayed properly. And so that's what uh, we now have. 
It fits into a two meter bag of poles. It stands up really quickly. Uh, it's been adjusted. You can put it up in tw about 20 minutes, 15 minutes maybe. The first version uh, needed a little bit of fine tuning because you needed three different sizes of Allen keys to put it together. Uh, but I have just spent a very happy morning with a pillar drill. Honestly, you can't make this stuff up. I'm having an absolute blast with a pillar drill, drilling some holes so that uh, we can put some nice thick grip nuts onto things to help set the thing up in no time at all. So uh, maybe tomorrow. Maybe I, The last time I, te I tested putting it up, it took me half an hour from top to bottom, start to finish. Maybe tomorrow when I run it, I'm hoping to get it to 20 minutes uh, and then we'll fine tune it as we go. And at this, <laughs> sorry, I'm really proud of myself. I'm so sorry. I'm so proud of it. And not because I've done it. I mean, obviously, like you should always be proud of your work and I am proud of my work. I'm more proud, I think, of where we're headed with the British Institute of Professional Photography, the BIPP, because we're properly paying attention to the details in the qualifications and the judging process. Sarah, bless her, has spent past couple of weeks scheduling in the judges for the coming year. So much work goes on behind the scenes, you wouldn't know. And trying to get the right judges in all the right uh, places for the right competitions and for the qualifications. And we have got a team of the most incredible photographers who, broadly speaking, work behind the scenes on the judging. There's not a huge amount of credit in it. Um, it's not as it's not as public as something like the big print competitions, which we happen which happen at the end of the year. It all sort of goes on behind closed doors, particularly online, when the organisation, the association, is asking an awful lot of people to assess the images that come in and judge them online. It takes a long time, and I've just finished judging with the FEP, the the Federation of European Photographers, five hundred and seventy seven portrait images to judge over three weeks and it takes those three weeks to do it it's a slow process it takes time um, there's only so much you can do at a single sitting and you have to force yourself to have breaks or your scores are going to drift so i know i'm asking an awful lot so me spending all of that time drawing drilling measuring building testing rebuilding swearing a lot of swearing <laughs> remeasuring redesigning rebuilding has paid or i hope will pay dividends and in amongst all of that our business is running at full tilt now i really wasn't the intention i had hoped we'd have a slightly quieter beginning to the year uh, we have a lot of stuff to sort out here i've managed to do about half the tidying up that i meant to do uh, but the other half i i am fearful that the other half is now going to wait until sometime next year but we'll see how we go you never know i might get to it but we're busily honing our workshops fine-tuning them getting them exactly as i want them trying to figure out how we sell them how we promote them uh how we make sure everyone gets the things they need out of them how to even even how to title them uh so we're still working on that and that's going alongside everything else we we've been doing each workshop so far has been an absolute blast <laughs> Uh, and I think I, I, I didn't know if I would find this, but I think I am genuinely finding them as a, as a, as exciting as the people who attend. Tons of laughter and a lovely lunch. I mean, obviously, as a creative, I really hope people go away with with a whole range of ideas to play with, and energy, and enthusiasm, and confidence. But well, if what they go away, away with is a little laughter and a lovely lunch, then things aren't too shabby. Uh, we've also been working behind the scenes with a couple of businesses as sort of consulting, uh, a little bit of guiding and coaching, uh, providing some support and maybe a little insight into what they could achieve and how best 
they go about it. Now, I really, really love doing these days. They're quiet. They're sort of under the radar. They're not public facing because uh, it's up to each individual business whether they want to say uh, that they've been having help. Uh, But I really love them partly because I get to see Sarah really come into her own and really shine. Now, I can do the big I am. (laughs) It's my name on the door and I've got a ton of energy, really creative. We built this business from a love of photography, all of that stuff. But in the end, that's not necessarily a business. Not really. It's Sarah who creates the tools that every business, mine included, ours included, really needs with uh, pipelines, sales pipelines, customer pipelines, KPIs, key performance indicators, the kind of jargon that I grew up with in the consulting world. Well, you need them in any business and you need them in spreadsheets and you need to have targets, not just um, to see how you're doing and not just so you can plan the year ahead, but so you've got things that you hit and then you celebrate because celebrating your own successes is something actually that's really tough to do. And God knows right now in the world as it is, so much negativity around, we need the joy of these uh, little things. Whether you've hit a target, whether you've had a successful sale, whether you've had a successful month, six months, a year, whatever it may be, we need to be celebratory in everything we do. Or else you're just going to get dragged down by the news and the politics and everything that's going on around us. It's so negative, even the weather. I read this morning or this week, I think I read, that this is one of the driest springs on record, the driest Jan, Febs, March, April, I don't know, on record. I remember seeing a warning, we're going to have droughts if we don't have more rain. Well, the past three days, it's done nothing but rain. And so we put that together with the, the gloomy news that's out there. It's no fun at all. We need things we can celebrate. And I think this week with uh, one of our uh, clients has been one I enjoyed more than ever. We've been working with the studio for around about a year and to see where they've come and what they've achieved and how genuinely energized and positive and optimistic they are at the moment is beyond exciting. They are truly a lovely team. They're, they're a couple and they they deserve, they deserve the success that they are already getting. And on top of that, I think Sarah is really thrilled because when you look at what they're doing, they now have accurate management tools in place. They can see their numbers. They understand their numbers. No more optimistic reporting of, um, you know, wildly optimistic reporting of numbers from portrait shoots and things. They can see absolutely what they have. It's all there in the spreadsheets. And you know what? Those numbers are more encouraging than any sort of pick it out of the air numbers that you can imagine. Accurate numbers in some kind of tracking tools, whether it's spreadsheets, whether it's light blue that we use here, doesn't really matter. As long as you can get your arms around it, you can see what's happening, you can see what's supposed to be happening. It gives you a chance to organize yourself and get uh, on top of things, make sure you have a pipeline, make sure you have clients coming in. And they've done it. And after about a year, just looking at where they are is so excited. I'm so excited for them because they are lovely people and they deserve it. I honestly, honestly can't wait to see what they achieve in the coming 12 months. And I love that side of our business. And in between all of that, we're also still busy in the studio with portraits of all kinds. Uh, This week, this week, uh, we had the band Sweet in. Sweet. Uh, I don't know if you remember them for those 
younger than me, you may not remember them, but I grew up with parents who loved a little bit of glam rock. And so hits like Fox on the Run and Ballroom Blitz were part of my daily, the daily things I heard in our house. It was a, it was a mix. I'm trying to think of the things I used to listen to. Well, here it was Status Quo, Meatloaf, uh, John Denver, and things like Sweet, Glam Rock. There was a lot of that. That was my childhood. Uh, and so to have them in the studio was brilliant. What a hoot. <laughs> this, is, this is a sound that I've grown up with all my life. And there they are in the studio, six band members messing around as band members do. Uh, of course, of course, it was a challenge. It's always a challenge with a band. Uh, they arrived straight from a rehearsal. They'd obviously been to a pub somewhere to get some food because one of them, the bass player, is still eating his fish and chips. And then equally, they had to leave because they had gigs to go to. So time itself was a complete premium. However, we did it. We did manage it. Uh, some images for their tour uh, and an upcoming album. Uh, a lot of fun to do. Uh, a quick tip on that front is always get a band shot with all the band members in it. Always. And it sounds really obvious, but do it. And do it in a way where I did. There's one shot. I don't know if they'll use it. I hope they use it because I like it. But it is a little bit like the usual suspects lined up against our studio wall. Bosh. Why do I do that? Well, partly because it makes just it's a it's not a it's not an interesting or creative or out there shot, but it's a standard shot, and they look great in it. But also because I get a height reference, I now know how tall every band member is, because the next part of the puzzle is to take individual shots of each of them with the same lighting, the same camera, but then moving around. Because later on, and this is exactly how this happens, is I'm going to have input from the band, the agent, the tour management, you name it. And I'll have to rearrange that shot of who's who's where in the picture over and over and over until we get it right. And I need two things. I need a consistent setup so that it looks genuinely like they're all together in one shot. And I need height references to make sure I don't make one too short and one too small in the image. You need these two things. Uh, so I've done some test edits. You'll be you'll be relieved to hear. I've done some test edits and it looks just great. I'm so happy for them because it wasn't it, time pressure meant with six people. It was quite full on, but it was an awful lot of fun. An hour and a half, two hours, slightly mental, uh, absolutely brilliant. And I came away singing Fox on the Run. Couldn't help myself. Haven't stopped singing it all week, uh, but I can't I can't wait actually to see how the images are going to be used. Uh, anyway, so for all of this going on, this week has been the Societies of Photographers Convention in London. Sadly, not able to get there this year, a combination of all sorts of things going on in our work and our lives, not able to get there, not helped by a couple of train strikes on the one day I might have been able to get across. Uh, hey, hope it happens. And so I couldn't get there. But that didn't stop me entering the print competition. I tell people all the time, enter competitions, do your calls. Enter competitions, do your calls. Get a mentor, enter competitions, do your calls. I mean, broken record, I guess, doesn't begin to describe it. But I also do exactly what I preach. I entered, I entered a few images. I haven't won, sadly. And that's really what this part of the podcast is about. So I entered what I believe to be the best images I have over the past year, I've entered, I've printed them, I've entered them. Admittedly, <laughs> admittedly, it was a little last minute. I admit it, I tell people to get themselves organised and I'm the worst for that. But I didn't have time in the diary to get myself ahead. Uh, and so uh, last minute I printed them, we printed everything in-house, checked them, everything looked fine, got them sent over. Bob's your uncle, fine, everything's finished. Of course we get the scores through yesterday 
And much as I'd like to say I'd won everything, I haven't. We've done all right. We've got some merits, which means the pictures hang. There's a phrase the society use is the pictures hang. So they get to go on, to, on display. The, the higher scoring images get to go on display, but not a category winner this time around, which is a real shame. And of course, going through that process, two things have happened. Firstly, I really feel like I'm missing out on not being there. I've missed being with all of the other guys. I've missed seeing all of our suppliers like Graphy Studio and Light Blue who are there. I've missed all of that social side of it, and I've missed it dreadfully. And every time I hop onto Instagram and Facebook, of course, there's lots of pictures of everybody having a brilliant time. And honestly, I've, broadly speaking, stayed off social media just so I don't have to <laughs> see what I'm missing. Um, it's one of the things with social media is I struggle with that. I struggle with the fear of missing out. FOMO, I think, as it's nicknamed. I struggle with that sense everyone else is having a better time than me. All of the above, normal stuff. And I find it really, really tricky. And when there's a big, a big conference or a convention I can't be at, of course, it's doubly like that. And secondly, if you add on top of that, that my prince didn't win anything this particular year, then of course, you can imagine what I'm going through. And so what I have to now do is find the psychology to turn all of this into the energy for the next year. Now, of course, when you win something, and I've won enough to know how that feels, it gives you a huge confidence boost it drives you, it pushes you, it excites you, it gives you something to talk to your clients about. It's amazing. Of course it is. When you don't win, well, you then have to figure out how to turn all of that into positives. I haven't done badly. Pictures hung. I've got some of our uh, pictures won merits and are up on the wall. And when I get them back, I'll have a chance to study the scores and study the prints and see if I can figure out quite what it is I could do better. So it's not that we haven't done really, really well. You want to win. <laughs> There's no getting away from it. Everybody wants to win. Everybody wants to do well. And so I'm now dealing with my own psychology of how do I turn this into positive energy? And of course, I could, I suppose, mutter about the judges. <laughs> However, these judges are some of the best in the business. And I know that because they're the same judges I work with. And these are the same judges that are going to come and do qualifications with me in a week's time um, at the British Institute of Professional Photographers. Judges are hard to come by. There aren't that many. And I sit alongside these guys the rest of the year judging. So I can't really say that the judges don't know what they're talking about. The judges really know what they're talking about. In which case, who do I blame? Uh, that's got to be me then. So I have nowhere to look but at myself, which of course is really hard. And talking about it on a podcast is even harder in a strange way because I could just stick my head down and say nothing. I could just talk about success. I could do all of those things. But the whole point of this podcast has been to talk about the things that I suspect we all go through. Now, I don't know if when this comes out, Sarah uh, will shout at me for being a little too honest. I, I have honestly no idea. But I'd rather be honest and hopefully you'll recognize some of those sensations. There's a sense of optimism as you go in, you print your best work. Then there's the trepidation of waiting and then you get the scores back and there's that... Uh, if only. <laughs> and I've won enough stuff to know that it's not really a commentary on my work. It is a commentary on what I entered, but I'm very happy with what I produce. My clients are really happy with what we produce. But to win competitions, you have to have that something in an image. And for most of us as portrait photographers, most of our clients aren't those people. Some are, and I need to capitalize on those moments. And maybe this year I haven't. Maybe this year I've been distracted by other things. Maybe this year 
I haven't picked out the right images. Maybe I haven't printed them well. Maybe I just entered the wrong thing into the wrong category. These are all possibles. So what I now need to do is to get those prints back, get the scores written on the back of them, have a good hard look. I'm going to scoop them up and I'm going to go and sit with my mentor and we're going to figure out our way through it. And maybe, maybe it was a case of I just didn't produce the work this year. That's definitely possible. Maybe I just picked the wrong stuff. Maybe, or who knows. But what I do know is two things. Next year, I'll do better. I'm going to sit with my mentor and I'm going to improve. Because if I'm not trying to do that, I've done this all my career. This isn't news this year. It's just the first time I think I've spoken about it like this on a podcast. Every year, we look to improve. Every year, I'll take what I know and build on it. I need input from my mentor. I need to spend time with them. I need to get another pair of cold, hard eyes on it to have a look. Now, my mentor's a judge, so that's fine. That will be very helpful. But I need to find that input that helps me build what I'm going to do next year. But I also need to not be demoralized by it. I need to find in this slightly negative energy from missing out, from not being there, from not doing as well as I would have loved. I need to find that energy and turn that into a positive. That's hard, but it's all doable. I've done it before. I'll do it again. And I'm going to do it this year. So if you can take a couple of things away from it, it is please do enter competitions and do your quals. I know it's hard. I know it's hard because I do it too. I know it's disappointing when you don't win because I've done it too. I know it's hard to find the psychology and how to stay positive when you haven't done as well as you'd hoped because I'm doing it too. But I also know what I'm going to do. And this is what I think everyone should do is find the positives, find the upsides to it. Sarah's having a blast, by the way, because she now has a folder full of images that Okay, they didn't win, but they're still handpicked and finished to a competition level. So Sarah's just got a load of stuff for social media. She will love it. I will love it. We have all of that. We have the images that I didn't submit, but I still retouched up to a competition level while I was testing things out. There's a whole folder of those. These are all good things to have done. The workflow in our studio is so well honed that actually peeling images out and using them for awards is not straightforward. Maybe there are processes I can put in place. Let's say every month I sit down and do the best of this month. So all of these are doable. I need to find that energy. I'm going to spend time with my mentor. I'm going to spend time with a pint of beer. And next year, trust me, I'm going to be there in full force. Uh, thank you for listening. <laughs> Today feels like I had a session with a with a counsellor, thank you ever so much for listening. It's made me feel much better. <laughs> and when I first did, when I first did this podcast, I think that's kind of what it was meant to be. But yeah, it hasn't really been that recently. So there you go. There's a very honest one, and that's how I'm feeling today. Uh, tomorrow is Mother's Day, so to all you mums and all you people with mums, I hope you have a really lovely day. Details of our workshops can be found on paulwilkinsonphotography.co.uk. Just search for Paul Wilkinson Photography Workshops. You will find them. Uh, Head over to masteringportraitphotography.com where not only will you find all of the episodes of this podcast, uh, you'll also find tons of resources dedicated just to portrait photography. Is it? I'm never certain whether I've made the right business decision focusing entirely on portraits and not on all the other things that I get to take. Uh, but I've just figured it's the one thing that I really, 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 really love to do. I love to photograph faces, people and faces. Uh, so head over to masteringportraitphotography.com 
If you have any questions, please do email me at paul at paulwilkinsonphotography.co.uk. That's paul at paulwilkinsonphotography.co.uk. And whatever else, whatever else, no matter how well you did, and congratulations to the winners, by the way, the guys that have done well, well, they're all mates of mine too. Uh, I hope you've all had a splendid weekend. I hope you have a lovely Mother's Day. And whatever else you do, take time with your mentor and be kind to yourself. Take care.